0: the high desert in the great American Southwest West. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. John, welcome to the program. Good to have you with us. You with us. You with us. you with us.
1: Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. This is a podcast where two brothers analyze the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show, Coast to Coast AM. My name is Paul, and I am the guy that listens to this inexplicable radio show here with my brother. Hey, it's Chris. I'm the Henry Kissinger to your Richard Nixon, except we did an okay secret mission into Cambodia. Oh, I was hoping something like that would come up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we got some historical ones coming up for a little bit. That's exciting. I cannot wait. Well, Chris, I got something for you today. You got something for me. I have an episode. Okay. And here's the thing. I normally introduce the show. Uh, and, and what the topic's going to be. But today, I wanted to do something a bit different. I wanted to have the late, great Art Bell introduce today's topic, if that's okay with you.
0: Let's hear it. Good to be with you, everybody. I'm Art Bell, and we'll be here all night long. Nothing but ghost stories. The ground rules are simple. Uh, you uh, you tell the story. We'll listen. But it's got to be a real one.
1: Oh, We're doing- Yeah. Here We're we doing go. ghost to ghost, baby. Ghost. Kicking off spooktober right, baby. We are starting our month of spookiness with a ghost to ghost from Halloween night of 1995. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. Rich him far back into the archives. Oh, you gotta, man. You gotta. So wait, so when did Art actually go on the air? Uh, so, I mean, he was on the air in like the late 80s. It was originally more of a politics show, and then he transitioned into a paranormal show. He was like, nobody is doing this. I believe I it was this. specifically after the Oklahoma City bombing. A lot of people who were on the right didn't want to do radio about right-wing politics anymore. Right. So, so 95 then, he's still fairly new in the paranormal world. He's it's still it's still newer for sure. He's still cool. growing and he actually talks about like new people that have uh picked up coast to coast in their region, right? So he wasn't as ubiquitous as he as he will become mm. later. But he's still still solid sized at this point. All right, dude. This yeah. is going to be fun listening to some uh, early 90s ghost stories. It's going to be great. And this is something that still happens uh, to today now on Coast to Coast. Every Halloween, they do, uh, quote unquote, ghost to ghost, which is where it's all color ghost stories. Now, nowadays, they are more screens. Uh, People actually send in stories and they'll call you and then you can tell your story. But this is back when there was no screener. Art just picked up the phone and then people told their story. Wow. So that's pretty cool that Georgie kept it up. Yeah, he's still doing it. He's not doing as much. Uh, Art would do hours of this. And George does about two hours as the second two segments now on Halloween night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But before we get to all of our wonderful ghost stories from 1995, Chris, we got to check in with Tim Banal. Tim time with the Coast to Coast AM blog. And given that it's Spooktober, I thought we'd pick a spooky one for us to talk about. Well, it's going to be so much spook, baby. Let's go. So today's article the uh, the headline Thai couple credits ghosts for lottery win, serve them graveyard feasts in thanks. <laughs> ah. Dude, that is some, like, Southeast Asian shit, though, dude. They still, like, give thanks to their ancestors. That's not really something we do a whole lot in the West. Maybe we should do that more. We really should. Maybe our lives would suck less if we... It would probably make us at least a little bit more communal which is uh, not too bad of a thing in the U.S. where we're such individualists. Yeah, make us such right. assholes. Let's hear about these ties, though. All right, so believing that their visit to a graveyard led to a pair of lottery jackpots, a couple in Thailand thanked the spirits that reside there by returning to the site and providing them with a sizable feast. According to a local media report, the pair of lucky players were visiting a cemetery in the community of Anong Ri. Back in July, following their trip, they won the Thai lottery and suspected that their good fortune came by the way of ghosts at the graveyard. In what response- a connection, <laughs> dude. It was the ghost at the graveyard. Oh, it doesn't stop there, though. I oh, kind of more? believe this story. So okay. in response, the couple held a barbecue uh, honoring the spirits. And amazingly, they hit the jackpot again. Whoa. <laughs> back to back. Which brought their total winnings to a whopping two hundred sixty three thousand dollars and led they, them to double down their show of appreciation. They probably that's probably a lot of money in Thailand. That's dude. an enormous amount of money. That's in Thailand. gotta be a huge sum of money in Thailand. Two hundred sixty three thousand dollars, dude. I would be <laughs> ecstatic. So they they go to the graveyard, win the lottery, and are like, "We're we're barbecuing food for you, ghosts." And then they win the lottery immediately after that. And, dude, they have honored their ancestors very well, dude. They are being bestowed gifts. It's so nice. So after the second lottery win, uh, the couple returned to the graveyard and presided over a lavish dinner that was served to the spirits. The feast featured a sushi bar and Japanese food, which was actually prepared by a genuine chef and served by waiters to 10 tables that have been set up throughout the site. Wow, dude, that's balling out. They are balling out for ghosts. There's for no one to ghosts, even eat this dude. food. I would have eaten some of it. I you hope did. they ate some of the sushi. I always wondered this when food or animals were left as offerings to gods did they just let it rot or what what happened my assumption has always been that the priests were taking a little bit up off the top, at least. Dude, someone puts down a tasty orange at the altar. you when everyone leaves at night. You're like, that's mine. That's that's my orange. You're skimming. That, that's my orange now. That's priest's orange, dude. And you, I just imagine, dude, a fat goat, right? And you're like, I'm about to have a goat chop tonight, baby. I am feasting. So all told, the offering of thanks cost the lottery winners around eight thousand dollars. And they even followed up the grand meal by showing a movie so that the ghosts could have some after dinner entertainment. That's the thing. They went all out for these ghosts. Like, I almost hope that there were actually ghosts helping these people because they just had a baller night. I, I mean, they had a wonderful time, right? They didn't talk about booze, though, which is a little disappointing they didn't but who knows so while the spirits of course did not partake in the food that we know of we don't yeah, know how that we know of, we don't know how ghost. that do. it's it went to the spirit realm thank you very much tim banal yeah one imagines that they appreciated the gesture and just might provide the couple with even more good fortune going forward so here's the thing when I mean, this is why i believe this when me and my wife were in savannah chris and i think i told you about this I was walking around all the graveyards. And then when we sit down to lunch, I'm like, ghosts of Savannah, please send us a sign. That, please that give here. me some kind of sign. And I was being very respectful. And I was looking at all the graves. And I was thinking about all the people. And I was like, if someone's here, show me a sign. We walk next to a graveyard where, where there's a place to get lunch. My wife orders a oyster po' boy. She bites into it in her first bite. She fi- found a pearl, Chris. A pearl? A pearl was in her po boy. A pearl in the po boy. Yes, it was that in the sounds Oster like po boy. a children's Cajun book. It the could per- make a great children's book. The Pearl and the Po boy. So I think that was ghosts. I asked them for a sign and they gave us a pearl. They gave dude, they gave you an awesome sign that's gotta be pretty rare. It's a one in ten thousand chance. I looked it up. That's incredible. Yep, that's incredible. How what so is that just having a pearl? in an oyster that you eat or is that specifically having it in a fried oyster po' boy <laughs> it's in an oyster that you eat i don't think they had data specifically on the Un-fried odds of an oyster boy yeah. yeah if anything i think it would be less because i think you're using worse oysters right for that. definitely these are garbage oysters mm-hmm. i still eat it i still eat it and i love it but i realize they probably are the trash of the oyster family they they likely are well all right so was... let's get to the ghost to ghost that was timpanol we're done with him spooky we need to honor our ancestors more in the west let's get to ghost to ghost ghost to ghost so all call in ghost stories today the clips for today are a bit longer chris because they are much more difficult to they gotta down. tell like, their stories and i want to make sure to tell their stories i try to keep them under a minute usually this is more under like two minutes but Before we jump in, Chris, it's 1995. Internet's barely a thing. Bill Clinton's president. What else is happening? He's rocking this on AM radio. AM radio. He is on AM radio. I don't know how many of our listeners have actually attempted to listen to AM radio. It's garbage. It's (laughs) trash. The reception is terrible. That's what everyone was listening to, dude. FM radio still kind of new. And and just remember, as we're listening to these clips, this is a recording of AM radio from 1995, so it's not the highest quality, Be but we we can. Be kind. Be kind. All right, so first off, our first caller, Chris, saw a ghost hitchhiker on the road with his buddies, which we've talked about these before back on our uh, High Strangest in the Desert episode, Never Pick Up a Hitchhiker. We love hitchhiker ghosts, dude. Let's go.
2: 20% of the time, they're ghosts. A couple of my high school buddies uh decided we were going to go to uh, this place that was reputed to be a haunted house. We went up there and went inside and was messing around, you know, just goofing off doing typical high school guy things.
0: Oh, uh, You need not describe them, I recall. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, got pretty bored with that, didn't see anything interesting, so we decided to leave. We started down the road and it just got uh, real foggy. Well, while we're going down through there, <clears throat> got to go on and talking about uh, people that pick up hitchhikers. And the next thing you know, they'll turn over, be talking to them, turn around, and they won't be there in the car.
0: Many stories like
2: uh, We can just make out a person standing right on the side of the road, right at where the road connects.
0: A hitchhiker.
2: And he's got his thumb out. Well, we're talking to each other, and I said, you know, why don't we just stop and pick the guy up. And they're like, no, man, don't do it, you know, because we've just been talking about picking up
0: hitchhikers
2: that's right so I said no I said we're going to go ahead and do it and I was driving so I pulled the car over the guy sitting beside me in the passenger seat rolls down the window leans out and asks the guy if he needs a ride well he just automatically turned back to me and I mean his face was just ashen I mean it just went pale and I leaned down and looked out the passenger window and he had already asked him if he had wanted a ride I looked at the guy. The guy was as white as a sheet, and he was still looking down the road in the direction that we had came from. Huh. And he didn't move, didn't make <laughs> any sign that he even knew we were there. And the next thing I done was hit the gas and got out of there as fast as I could.
1: That was spooky. It's a little spooky man. so oh, so, but here's the thing though, again, ninety five dude. I can't even imagine picking up a hitchhiker. I don't know anybody who picks up hitchhikers, dude. I think after the serial killer bonanza that was the 70s and 80s, everyone stopped trusting strangers. Right. You can't pick up a hitchhiker. You will be murdered. Yeah. So especially here. Right. So for today. Turn off a little skeptic act. I think there's two options. Number one, they, they saw someone that was, I don't know, drugged out or strung out in some situation. Wasn't really registering that they were there, potentially right. just, like, hammered or something. Right. Option two, they were at a haunted house. Ghost followed them, heard them talking about hitchhikers and then put himself up yeah, the road to dude. scare them. I love that idea. I love the like prankster ghost where they're like, these idiots talking about <laughs> hitchhikers. Let's do it. Let's do the old hitchhiker ghost bit. It's a good bit, and you know, that's That's why, once again, don't pick up Hitchhikers. All right, good ghost story, good ghost story. Love a good southern ghost story, dude. Mm -hmm. We're going to get a couple of those today. We'll also get some faxes as well. Yeah. I love Art's response to, I remember being a teenage boy. (laughs) I was there. I I remember. I remember the things we used to get up to. I know exactly. I didn't want to know what Art got up to when he was a kid. That was... Back in the day. I don't know. I don't want to know what this guy and his buddies were doing up there. You know, just like teenage boy stuff. (laughs) No, actually, I think you're going to have to be a little bit more specific, sir. And he does say later that that was about nine years ago. So it would have been the 80s. I don't trust teenage boys at the 80s. No, 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 dude. There's too many, too many movies and TV shows about what happens, you know? So, okay, let's hear our next one all right so next up we have a ouija board story and in the 90s chris ouija boards were a hot topic on coast to coast dude constantly came up art was very concerned about ouija boards and whenever someone would bring up ouija boards he would tell them to stop messing with them because he had a super secret bad experience that he would never tell anyone about so he doesn't want other people using it wow now He's this coming. particular guy. I was going to say this one with his brother. So Let's see what happened.
3: Probably well, about, about 20 years ago, uh, me and my brother and sister uh, got together and we decided we were going to get out the old Ouija board huh. and uh, have a séance. Yes. And then uh, my brother decided that he was going to call Satan. And uh,
0: oh, really poor
3: idea. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, we we heard a, a gust of wind. And the front door, we had a a, a vestibule at the front of the house Mm -hmm. and uh, just a a flimsy door. And that swung shut. (laughs) We we got startled and uh, we ran over there and didn't see anything. And uh, we flicked on the light and the light didn't work. Mm -hmm. So we went to get a a light bulb. We put it in and we had like a two-by-four carpet in the vestibule. And the, uh, the impression left on the carpet was, uh, the, the trident, the, the, the devil's spear, with, <laughs> you know, the pitchfork.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. I know.
3: Whoa. Dude.
1: Okay. So don't mess with Ouija boards. And if you're going to mess with the Ouija board, why would you pick Satan? That is the worst person to call upon. Why? Why would you go to the top dude? that's going zero to a hundred that's you gotta you gotta slow down slow down start like with some lower level demons work your way up to like beelzebub start with an ancestor oh that's nice too you know what i mean like work your way up don't go straight to the the prince of darkness kick it off with grandpa the man rules hell what are you doing well, the, here's the other thing. He's got to be busy. Satan got to dude. But, you know, I bet Satan takes those occasionally. He'll he'll every once in a while, he'll show up. Yeah, every once in a while, He's like, you got to be shitting me. It's like, wait, <laughs> go straight. Up. He's like, oh, I can't wait, dude. And I bet he, he messed with these kids. He's like, really, dude, you guys are a bunch of nerds. It Call, may be calling me up. I'm going to show you a little bit. Well, especially just leaving a trident. Yeah, dude. Come that's on. good stuff, dude. You know, what they say, you could know, say a lot of things about Satan, man. Bit of a prankster. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, definitely a Loki figure, you know. Definitely <laughs> yeah. has that, that wound up into his being, you know. You know he was constantly pulling pranks on God, dude. He got God to do Job. He was like, no, nah, God, 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 God. Now what if I gave him boils? I don't think he would still worship you. No, God, God. What if I killed all of his what if I killed all of his sheep and goats? There's no way he'd worship you. And God's just like, no, nah, you can do it. You can do it. Just just raising the stakes. You know what frustrates me though is that there's so many Ouija board calls on these. And I've played with a Ouija board a lot. I've never had anything happen. Yeah, dude. I think we're just. One, you can't have like the Hasbro Ouija board, right? That can't work. You can't have a mass produced Ouija board. You need it to be made out of like the 300 year old oak wood from a ship that crashed. You, you need know? to and chop down the every tree in Salem. Yeah, everyone drowned. So, like, that's yeah, the floor, the the floorboard from a the hanging tree, you know, that's what you want, dude. That that might be my problem. I've also heard that if you make your own Ouija board on a mirror, that the mirror, like, makes it super powerful. That's the that's thing that people say. There's a lot of weird stuff about mirrors, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't trust mirrors. I won't put a mirror in my house. You no have no mirrors. mirrors in your house. Not one mirror. Not a single one. They are a portal to the other side, some That's say. Right. And for October, I believe those people. Rest yeah. of the year. Right now? The the if it's ever open, it's the most clearly open during this month. Well, speaking of openings, Chris, we have another story, and this one's about a ghost lady on the side of the road. Mm, We're- also, kind of another hitchhiker. Kind of a, a bit of a hitchhiker story. this one's a little different. Um, this road is specifically a road where a lot of accidents happened in oh. California. It's a very curvy kind of mountainy road that okay talking about here. This
4: story happened in 1951. It was given to me by my father and it happened to his cousin. One night he was heading home to San Jose heading north. Sure. And while he was going up there, he saw this you know beautiful young looking lady on the side of the road and walking really slowly. And he kind of slowed down, and he was looking over at her, and and um, she had a beautiful white dress on, and and she was looking down, and um, he slowly passed her, and he looked in his rearview mirror, and and he saw her, and 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 uh, he slowed down a little bit more, and was going you know 15, 10 miles an hour. He slowly sped up because he was scared. He didn't know you know exactly what it was. He happened to look back again, and uh, it didn't go any further away. It wasn't leaving. And that that really started you mean to get,
0: the lady in the white dress was as close to him as, uh-huh. as it was
4: the first time he saw her. uh-huh and he really started getting nervous sure and he looked in the mirror and it wasn't any as a matter of fact it was getting closer to him
5: now, <laughs> this, it was getting
4: closer to his car really on the passenger side
0: there are many sir that have died on that road
4: yes very it was there was a lot of fatal accidents uh, back in the 50s, and, and earlier on and later on also, he, he looked in. The, as a matter of fact, he didn't look in the mirror. He looked over to his right side where his little side mirror was, you know, mm-hmm. to get a better picture. You know, the worst thing possibly happened that he thought happened, and uh, there was a white dress floating next to the car. Mm-hmm. And when he looked at the window, he said he saw a face of a skeleton with white straw hair looking at him with its mouth opened in the middle of the road slammed his brakes on God. uh you know closed his eyes as tight as he could said a prayer and uh when he looked back it was gone he turned around and uh went back to his to his uh mother's house which was about so 20 miles the other way and whoa
1: that was pretty creepy too <laughs> it's though creepy. dude yeah that's and- the- anytime a ghost turns into a skeleton that's creepy Yeah, and this particular road is apparently referred to as Blood Alley because of how many car wrecks happen on it. And the theory being is that this was one of the people that died on that road and was following this guy down. I also love how this guy is driving home sees a ghost, and then immediately turns around and drives to his mom's house. Yeah, That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute for him. That is, a, that is a man who is in genuine fear for his life. <laughs> I have to go to mom's house. I have house. to go to mommy's house. And this is a grown man. He was driving yeah. to his own house. It sounds like it was terrifying. But, you know, this is also, I this is where I like our theory that some of these ghosts are actually, like, protecting people. Mm-hmm by like having you turn around for whatever reason. Or actually yeah stopping, you know, like if he had kept on going in a few minutes or a few moments, he could have been dead, right? And they're like protecting the area from for other motorists. No, that's actually an excellent point. I think I think that fits perfectly into this little case study here. Because he did turn around, he left that dangerous road and, mm-hmm. and went to his mom's house where he was very safe and lived long enough to tell the story to uh to his brother and to his uh I guess what is it, nephew? Yeah. Good so, ghost story though. Love a love a good morality tale. You know, you gotta you gotta have a good tale like that. Um mm-hmm. I what's what's the morality here? If a ghost comes your way turn around that's fair that's fair they may be Uh, trying to tell you something listen open your open yourself up this is open your heart open your mind open up the third eye the pineal glands dude i've been opening myself up for years and i've never i've never had anything happen well actually maybe go out of your way this october scratch that i did i did see a ghost once i can tell that at the end of this episode there you go so next up, we got another Ouija board story because we were stuck on Ouija boards for a while. Well, we've already made this comment, right? We haven't talked about it in a while, but every once in a while, the coast-to-coast Coast AM callers get stuck on something. Mass consciousness. Everyone is fixated. And Ouija board was the winner tonight. It was Ouija. So we're going to kick this off with our being a bit of a dick, and I think it's really funny. Okay,
5: let's listen. Let's see, I've got a ghost story. Um, I, Well, sort of a ghost story. Almost sort of? a ghost Almost, almost a, ghost
0: story. a ghost story? Look, that's um, like being almost pregnant. Either, either you're a spirit or you're a physical entity. It's one or the other.
5: Well, uh, let me, I'll explain it and All right. you know, I'll go from there. All right, then maybe um,
0: I can tell you.
5: Just a bit of a dick. I didn't think
1: he he's fine. I think he's, well, it's just one of those things where George Norrie would never do that. Art Bell. Yeah. Is just constantly cracking jokes with his colors like that. Oh and yeah, dude, come on. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he, he's joshing him. He's, joshing. he's just joshing him. So this boy, he's at Yosemite in a cabin with his buddies. They bust out the Ouija board. Okay. That's kind of a, right. that's kind of a cool place to do it though, dude. Very creepy. There's a ton of stories about haunted national parks. That's, that's something to get into at some point.
5: Um, I was, uh, up at Yosemite, um, uh, you know, national park in California. Yes. Um and doing a Ouija board.
0: Uh, and we go. yeah.
5: Uh, uh-huh. Um there were I guess about 10 or 12 people in the room and we got uh, something that came across as being negative. I don't necessarily want to say evil, but definitely negative oriented.
0: Now, was this manifesting itself simply through moving on the Ouija board and spelling things out or was um there-
5: that's the way it started um okay we were you know asking questions of it you know at first we didn't know that it was evil but you know having done the ouija board for several years um, prior to that you know i've we've learned to ask appropriate questions to determine whether it's a positive or a negative entity mm. and after having determined that it was a negative entity, we were going to stop, but the rest of the people in the room wanted to continue because they were fascinated. Um, so we went ahead and continued with it, which, of course, was our mistake. But, um. <laughs> so whoa, first up, whoa, we
1: whoa, dude. All yeah. right. Talking yeah, so- to a negative entity out in Yosemite, dude. This is yeah. weird. I'm liking it. So we got a part two to the story. They they came to a commercial break. So Art had to, to pause it and tell the guy to hang on. But okay. life lesson, if, the, if you know the entity is negative, don't keep talking to it. Yeah. Yeah. The negativity begins to leech itself mm-hmm. onto things. And you don't want that on your life. No, man. That's how the, the exorcist the movie started with yeah this girl using a Ouija board and this bad spirit coming in you gotta shut that down yeah dude no don't you know maybe stay away from the Ouija boards unless you're a trained Ouija board expert what percent of people using Ouija boards do you think are trained Ouija experts maybe five <laughs> five total five percent but oh I think I think five total is more fair I don't know if yeah. anyone's really knowing how to use this all right so here's part two of our Yosemite let's boys. go
5: it asked us to turn the lights off, um, so we lit a candle, and uh, we did turn the lights off. We continued, you know, speaking with it for about a minute or so. Um, it, it Yeah, it Um Unbeknownst to us, um, back behind the group, uh, towards the corner of a room, um, a light started to form in the middle of the air, um, it started off real small, but it was real bright. It was actually lighting up the room.
0: Right. That would be um, that'd be enough for me. Now, what I want to know, first of all, before you continue, is I'd be out of there. I mean in a flash. <laughs> I'd be out of there. Light begins to form where there ought not be light. The room gets cold. That would be all I'd need.
5: You know, we pretty much knew how to, you know, deal with it once it got to that point. Mm. Um, you know, my friend started getting sick to his stomach. I started, you know, getting a little bit of a headache. Um, so we... We stopped, basically moved back away, relaxed ourselves, uh, started saying some prayers, started uh, um, at least I started imagining uh, a golden uh, light around myself. We just left the board alone and the light did uh, fade.
1: Dude, if a light is showing up in my cabin room. I'm freaking out, dude. I'm doing exactly like Art Bell, man. I'm running out of there, screaming. The only light I want showing up is from a UFO. I do not want ghost lights. I'm, dude. I'm not pulling the Ouija board out in the cabin, though. Honestly, I would do that. That's not my go-to. I would definitely. I would do that. I love that kind of stuff. Now, I was just gonna say, like watching scary movies in a in a cabin in the woods is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. i'd I'd pull the ouija board out but i'm also weird most people don't like me because of that yeah man this is this is not something that i'm going to be doing or doing with my friends did you ever go to a graveyard and and pull out a ouija board have you ever done that hell no i did that back in the day back back when i was you know a teenager doing teenager stuff like oh dude absolutely not i'm not see i'm the type of guy though that i'm like I don't know if I believe it, but I'm not inviting it into my life. My perspective has always been, I don't believe it, but I really want to. So I w- I've i tested the boundaries to try and get something to happen. I'm not opening the door, dude. I will not open the door. That door will remain closed forever, dude. I'm not practicing that stuff, man. Uh-uh. Well, nothing happened when I was in the graveyard, sadly. So no, no real creepy Ouija stuff. It doesn't happen every time, dude. You gotta, you just gotta, the more and more that door opens though, the more likely something to happen and you're going to have a light coming on in your cabin room, dude. Are you serious? Apparently all I have to do is just think of protection lights around me and then I'm good according to this. yeah, I love that. He's like, don't worry. Me and my friends know how to handle it that's yeah he, he uh was pretending basically that he was some sort of ouija expert he's like i got this i know what to do oh negative entity through a ouija board yeah seen this before i just have to do a quick breathing exercise and just imagine that what light is inside me and i pulled out some prayer god is good god is great let him thank him for our food amen nice jesus wept so <laughs> next up we have a gentleman who uh, had a, honestly, what sounds like a bad dream, but Art has a really interesting interpretation. That's why I wanted to include
6: this one. Okay, let's go. Well, one Saturday morning, I, I, it was back in 1988, it was two weeks before I was going to go out of town, that's how I remember. I started to wake up on a Saturday morning, all of a sudden this blue light shined, it was like a blue light shined inside of my head.
0: Inside, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Inside of your head? Yeah, it's
6: like a TV. All of a sudden, a large, like a TV or an image flickers inside of my head. Okay. And then from here, get a load of this. I saw it was like these people, like in a large or a fairly good-sized underground cavern or hallway or room. Really? And it was just swathed or bathed in blue light. There was four of them. They were tall. They had like jeweled masks on and robes and I had the feeling that the ones in the black were women and their hair was like kind of longish and black and then the men had gray robes and their skin was like white 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 like Mickey Mouse but I'll tell you I was sure startled but... What would you call that? A vision? I don't know but, it was, uh, but I, I got the feeling they were from overseas I don't know if that's of any uh, importance Maybe Maybe.
0: Uh, well, Alright, oh, thank you very much. Maybe what happened is You just sort of crossed psychic paths for a few moments with somebody who was doing some kind of experiment somewhere else or somebody else who was dabbling in areas they perhaps should not have been.
1: Whoa. Art made that spooky. Art made that real spooky. Yeah, yeah. This guy tapped into some kind of weird ritual that was going on. Accidentally, like crossed psychic streams. Yeah, with some with some occultist uh, group in France or something, and yeah. then he's just some random dude in his bed. Who's just like what? Showing up in this ritual <laughs> chamber. What? <laughs> <laughs> Steve from Albuquerque is <laughs> here. What's coming? that? Would be insane though. It would be. It would be good. Well. And here's what I initially thought too was did this guy just watch Eyes Wide Shut and then have a nightmare? But I just looked it up. Eyes Wide Shut didn't come out until 1999. This is 95. Yeah, dude. I was gonna say I was at least a couple of years later. So, um, wow. Yeah, that's weird, dude. Psychic, psychic streams, dude. I hope I I don't cross my psychic stream with anything weird like that. Yeah, give me like a bad. nice, normal, like somebody at the beach or somebody you know on a lake or something you know very calm that's a nice like extreme yeah just crossing streams with a white witch who's just sending out good vibes yeah posi witch vibes not weird uh sex cult vibes with brewing masks, weird (laughs) marijuana potions out in the hills of kentucky yeah that'd be great that'd be a good witch So our next one is actually a fax. So this is going to be Art reading the ghost story that was sent in by one of his listeners. He did a couple of these. Okay, let's hear it.
0: I've been living at an apartment complex for about two and a half years. Um, A few months after moving into my apartment, I'd be awakened from a sound sleep by the feeling that someone was in bed with me. It was as though someone was thrashing wildly about the bed. But when I looked at the bed it was as empty as was the bedroom this happened every day during the month of September and stopped after September 21st I thought it was just a sleep disorder then the following September the same thing happened as the 21st approached the thrashing feeling would be more intense and last longer in uh, into the uh, to the point where I could no longer get any sleep now after two days of no sleep I came home from work, and a neighbor, who I've been having a passing acquaintance with, noticed my haggard look. He asked me if I was sick. I told him that I wasn't getting much sleep lately. One thing led to another, and before I knew it, I told him of my strange tale, but I left out the thing about it only happening during the month of September. Now, this guy has lived at this complex for 15 years, and here's what he told me, quote, I often wondered why no one stayed for very long in your unit. Now I think I know. Back in September of 1981, a young lady lived in your apartment. And later that month, was found dead on her bed. The autopsy showed that she had been strangled and put up one hell of a fight. End quote. Now I believe the thrashing about my bed is the spirit of this lady.
1: That's a spooky one. Whoa. That's a spooky one, dude. That dude and it's always like when it's terrifying and kind of violent, mm-hmm. that's always worse. Yeah. And that's that's got all the elements of a good ghost story too because it's it's terrifying, it's violent, and it also has mystery to it. It's this weird thing that's happening that's then yeah. suddenly resolved at the end. Right, that's the yeah. best kind of ghost story when it's like the very last bit. Yeah, out. classic, dude. Yeah. That's a great. You're so right. Classic ghost story telling, man. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. And it's nice to have art narrating it. Mm-hmm. He does such a good job. He's good at what he does. He's good. Yeah. The man was made for radio. RIP. Our Is that, is this kind of, I feel like this is extra spooky because we're listening to a guy who has passed away. Right. Talk about ghost stories. Right. It's crazy. There's just layers of spook. to it. There's this. a lot of spook to it, dude. 95. A lot of these people who are telling these stories may be dead. That's very true. This was spook. 20 years ago. Basically. Spook. Spooky. Spook. 25 wait no this is almost 30 years ago i know oh my god some of these people are dead dude no doubt wow you ever forget i always forget that we keep getting further away and i need to adjust how far away i think yeah these yes. are make those <laughs> necessary away. adjustments while you're doing that play me another ghost story all right this one's a hundred year old ghost story chris Love 100 it. years old can't wait
7: uh austin texas
0: austin welcome
7: Yes, I'm calling about a story that uh, if my family finds out I'm telling this, I'm going to be in big trouble, but it occurred in Louisiana about a hundred years ago and it's still occurring to this day. I had an aunt and uncle that lived a hundred years ago, uh, several generations removed, and uh, they were recently married. And My aunt died shortly after the marriage and the uncle was de- completely devastated. And when uh, he was going to bury the, his wife, he had the coffin ordered from New Orleans. He wanted a special coffin. He wanted a glass coffin. He, it, uh, he was told that it would take six months for the coffin to be uh, ordered. In order, He waited for the, the coffin to come uh, to, up to Shreveport, up to uh, his area, and he would keep the corpse upstairs in his house, uh, in the bedroom and uh, according to the, the the servants at the house he would uh, kiss the corpse every night before he would go to bed oh, uh, he, the servant said that uh, well he, he would order them to take the corpse out every day and air the corpse out in oh. a barrel and for six months and he had a Ouija board as you were uh, talking about earlier yes. a Ouija board he, the servant said he would talk to the corpse, every night and apparently this was a jealous uh, uh, ghost and the servants were horrified they would not clean this room they said that candles wouldn't light when they went up there there was cold air the the, the candles would blow out they could hear low-level whispers and they said objects would fall from the room and huh. uh, at night, they would. After a while, after a certain point, they would hear conversations between uh, an un- my uncle
0: and and uh, some corpse. other voice. Some other voice, the corpse, I presume. Oh my!
1: Pretty spooky. Holy cow, dude! This is good stuff. Now this has a lot of the uh, of good uh, markers of a great ghost story. Old-timey estate, you know, mm-hmm. ancient family history, classics. Mm-hmm. These are classics. Well, and not just that, but, like, weird old rituals that don't make any sense in the modern age, right? Like, mm-hmm. thinking about having to go and wait for a coffin, right, to, to get to your house. And, like, if there's a backup of coffins, then... And if you live in a rural area, you may not be able to get the coffin that you want for weeks or months, right? Mm -hmm. So just weird stuff like that, where like a creepy thing happens, right? Where this guy now has to keep this corpse in his house. It reminds me of Psycho, just having a dead body in the house that you're constantly talking to. Yeah, very good. Creepy. It's creepy. Very good. So we got a bit more here. A bit more on on his story.
7: For many years, uh, eventually, the glass coffin did arrive. They did bury her in Metairie Cemetery in New Orleans. She's still there to this day in a crypt. And uh, did that? Uh, did that end it? No, because for uh, up till this, uh, for, up until the 1970s, uh, all of my relatives who would go to visit this house would not visit that room. They still said that cold area was still there they could they, uh, they could still feel the presence
1: house is still haunted to this day that's incredible dude that's so that good. awesome that's so good that's a good one that was a very good one i think yeah so yeah. i, Love I loved all the elements of that one and i i think it just goes to show man if you open up your radio show to people to tell you scary stories some good stuff will come out of it they're gonna tell you some great stories, man. Everyone has brought their A-game tonight. Yeah. Do you want to hear one more fax? All right. Let's get another fax. I do like it when Art reads it. It's, yeah, we got It is very yeah. nice. We All got right, another facts that came in. So this will be Art Bell narrating. Let's do it.
0: Art, I just got off work, and it took me a while to settle down and a couple of stiff drinks so I can tell this to you. I've been home for about an hour now, and this is just exactly what happened. Let me start out. I work at a hospital emergency room. Consider myself a level-headed guy. I do, did not believe in ghosts, that is. Tonight I was riding my bicycle home from work. In point of fact, I was listening to you, reminiscing that it had been about a year since I'd been riding home at night alone. It's been almost one year to the hour since my old riding buddy was killed while riding alone on this same street last year. We generally had rode together all the time on this particular night. I'd called in ill, stayed home. My buddy Phil was run over by a drunk driver, not found for an hour or more, and died en route to the hospital. His bloodstains still mark the curb where his head struck, snapping his lower neck. Tonight... While riding home, I became aware of a feeling of having something like the sound of a car tire behind me, and yet there were no cars on the street. I kept hearing the sound, kept looking around. The sound got so loud, I could hear the, uh, through the radio. In other words, I was listening to the radio. I finally took off the headphones, stopped, and looked down the street. I saw Phil standing On his back, next to me, as fast as light, I got on my bike and sped home. Phil stayed with me until I reached the crossroads where he died. I swear, I saw him. Big as life. I can't tell you if I was having a 60s flashback or not
1: holy guacamole dude see that was a good story too dude also a good one especially because it was like a year ago this same time my oh. friend died oh and dude, i just, that's I just a classic. saw him yeah that's a man, that's a great classic too dude like same time exactly mm-hmm. oh man there's nothing better than that. And who knows? That one may also fit into our our theory as well. Maybe the friend showed up and that distracted him just enough so that another drunk driver, because mm-hmm. it's Halloween night, people are out partying, didn't hit him. I don't know. And sometimes, dude, it's seconds. hmm It's but seconds. That makes all the difference. And this is just the PSA, man. If you're riding your bicycle at night, make sure to have the proper equipment. You know, have your yes. lights You know, the blinking lights and stuff. Got to be safe out there. And wear a helmet, you turkeys. Also wear a helmet. Safety first. All right. Are you ready for uh, what I think will be our last one, Chris? All right. Last but not least, Tom. This one is going all the way down to New Orleans. Oh, baby. They got some creepy stuff in New Orleans, dude. Just voodoo land. Yeah. Anything in New Orleans is just scary. That's voodoo land, dude. They speak a weird Cajun French. It's in the Bayou, dude. Mississippi. Swamps. Weird, man. Swamps are weird. French people, Spanish people, Africans, dude. It got weird, man. A
8: lot of, a lot of stuff happening.
1: Let's
0: S- S-
8: Okay, in New Orleans, I, I guess you know we bury people above ground here. I've heard. Right. Well, uh, my grandmother's buried in one of these uh, old cemeteries, and me and my younger son will go walking and looking for the dates on tombs. As we're going through one day, we notice that a couple of them have been broken into. So we start looking into them, and we're seeing that, uh, you know, the bodies have been disturbed. The caskets are open or broken or chipped out in corners. Oh, boy. As we go to one of the oldest ones, which is about a block down from my grandmother, it was an eight-year-old girl who died during the time that there was a bad scarlet fever going around in New Orleans where thousands of people had died. Yes, sir. I noticed there are two bodies in there, but these are recent bodies, like a day or two. You mean like the people who had been desecrating? Uh, Yes, that's exactly who they were. There was two of them, two young men, one face down and one face up. The one face up had an expression on his face like you've never seen in your life. Um, I ran and told the, the keepers of the ground, and they called the police, and the police came and everything. And wow. two weeks later, I had called to ask, you know, what had happened to the guys. And it says, as far as they can tell, both guys had died of heart attacks. And the one who I saw, I'm sure, died of fright. And they said the coffin where the little girl had been in was, of course, opened. It was a metal coffin at the time. And uh, they said they guessed they were robbing it at the time, and something happened that scared them to death.
0: Oh, well, thank you for sharing that with us. And, uh, no, I really do mean that. Thank you. But that is a scary story.
8: Yeah, it was. uh, still bothers me once in a while We can
0: only imagine what they saw.
8: Uh, I know what they saw. The little girl took her revenge when they tried to break into her coffin
0: revenge from the other side dang dude and
1: scared them of fright man that's why you don't start digging around in people's coffins nope 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 no no then no, 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 no. that's exactly what I'm talking about dude those people didn't respect it man you know what I mean again like I said I don't know if I believe all this stuff but I respect it but you don't you ain't be- gonna yeah you ain't gonna catch me dying a fright dude it's rule hey, number one. Just don't be an asshole. I You ain't going to punk me out like that, dude. Because there's probably a lot of like doo-doo involved with a fright death. A lot of pee and doo-doo. A lot of doo-doo. People just pooping themselves. Is that dude, what you're saying? Straight up pooping themselves from fright. It's it's hard out there, man. You got to be careful with yeah. the ghosts. Uh, well, I think that will wrap up our ghost to ghost episode, Chris. What did you think about it? How would you like it? What a way to kick off Spooktober. I loved it. Every story was gold, dude. Everyone did such a good job. We got all uh well, we probably didn't get all of them, but we got many of the classic ghost story tropes. Mm-hmm. Right? We got a story like that happened at the same time, at the the same exact time, one year that was a great story. We got some hitchhiker ghosts, dude. We got some, you know, ghosts scaring people away for different reasons. I mean, all, all classic tropes. And so, uh, I enjoyed it, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Thanks. So, Art. Uh, you know, one to five, uh, spooky skeletons. What, what do you give ghost to ghosts of 1995? 95, dude, had to be a pretty primo year. I mean, I feel like we got a lot of great content mm-hmm. out of 1995 Ghost to Ghost. So uh, thank you, Art, for giving that to us. If you're listening from the grave, hopefully we're, you're smiling. How many skeletons, though? How many skeletons? Oh, um, I don't know. I'm saying like four skeletons, dude. Four all, skeletons? Great, all great stories. And here's the thing. There's a through line through most of these stories. And so if it's a collect, if it's a collective psychosis, then I'm almost a little sad that I'm not a part of the psychosis. Yeah. But you are, Paul, so you have a a ghost story yourself to tell us I do I do so uh this one happened a a couple years back and uh, Chris our our mom gave me a a small engineering box that belonged to our great-grandfather right so and and I didn't know my our great-grandfather's name but she gave me this box and I sit at the foot of my bed and then I'm asleep one night and like at 3 a.m. I wake up and I see the figure of a woman standing at the foot of my bed Like long brown hair, uh like standing there. And then I like literally jumped over the under the covers. I thought it was terrifying. And then uh I was in my head I just thought like who are you? And then in my head I heard the name Elizabeth. Okay. Right. So then I'm freaking out. And then yeah. I, I immediately think, oh, my God, is this a ghost that's somehow related to this box that my mom gave me? That's this like antique family heirloom. And I also realized I don't know the people's names who this belonged to. So maybe it's the guy's wife or something. So I look it up in that book that we have or like genealogy. Yeah. Uh, wasn't the name. Uh, I, I go to a doctor. It turns out I just hadn't been sleeping very well, and once I started sleeping again, <laughs> I didn't see weird things at night. So uh, it is the thing that happens when you are sleeping. You, you had a hallucination. I had hallucination because I was sleeping so poorly. <laughs> Dude, what if the name would have been Elizabeth? I would. That would have agreed, been good. Yeah, that I. That would have been good. I had myself convinced that it was our ancestor, and then and then my doctor's like, no, this is a thing that happens to people who don't sleep. You need to sleep. The (laughs) long brown, the the long brown hair was a pretty good giveaway. Was it curly? It was was curly. It It was curly hair. Yeah, it could have totally been one. It could have been one. It wasn't. That would have been. That would have been so good. Yeah, that would have been so good. Sometimes I think about lying about that story and just changing the. It wasn't that I was sleep deprived. Change the story and let's get you on Ghost to Ghost this year with George Snorri. I should call in. Tell that story, but just change, just change the ending. That Elizabeth was his wife. Was his wife. Yeah. And she was there with the, with the, and somehow died tragically or something. The, the box fell on her head. I don't know. Yeah. It was like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It would have to be something it's sweeter than that. We'll, we'll workshop it. We'll, we'll workshop, workshop it. it. Well, Chris, I'm also going to give it four skeletons. I thought it was a ton of fun. This is classic 1995 radio. You don't get it like this anymore. Uh, and, uh, you know, the late great Art Bell, man, he, he crushed it. He was, he was good at what he did. It, it, everyone was solid gold. That's very impressive. It was good stuff. I loved all those stories. Even the Ouija board stories, dude. You know, I'm anti-Ouija board. Don't touch those things. Don't play with them. This is not a thing to be played with, even if it's mass produced. It's Hasbro makes it. You can buy it at Walmart next to Monopoly. Yeah. You're probably not going to open up a portal, but you might open up a portal. That key might work. Don't turn it. I I have the Hasbro Ouija board. I haven't pulled it out. No one will do it with me. Yeah, they're smart. Those are smart people. (laughs) One day, one day I'll I'll, uh, see a real ghost and not just hallucinate, but we'll see. Well, this has been Coast to Coast PM. If you like the show, drop us five stars wherever you're listening. It actually really helps us out and helps other people find the show because that's how algorithms and things work. Uh, if you like us, share it with a friend as well. You know, sharing is caring, dude. Have have some in-person relationships. And I think that's all we got, Chris. So we'll see you next week for our continuation of Spooktober. All conspiracy, all the time. Later.